Hello everyone and welcome to a long-awaited another edition of um, the All Blaze No Glory podcast. Um, so I'm here to uh, just talk some stuff, talk about what's going on in the world um, of sport. Uh, from my perspective, try and catch up on a few things, a few points of view um, and introduce you to what's going to be hopefully um, a good, successful Steel Queens uh portion of this podcast which a lot of the media stuff will be dedicated to come moving forward um to looking at the women's game um if you're interested in women's ice hockey in um the uk uh best place to go is ice maidens on facebook um they're really good at uh, keeping everyone up to date um also uh, check out nihl stats um who have uh, stats for all the women's leagues as well as all the men's leagues in the eiha um, which is English Ice Hockey League. You're probably all wondering if you're not a regular listener, you don't know about ice hockey, why you're talking about the EIHL and the English Ice Hockey League. Well, that is because they run our league. Um, <laughs> so uh, all all our leagues fall under that. So both Solway and us are, fall under the EIHL, uh, EIHA, sorry, uh, league. The EIHL is a different thing, the Elite League, which sadly brings me on to one thing I want to, to, to touch on. Um, Obviously, it's been a tough week in hockey um, for everybody um, and with the unfortunate passing of Adam Johnson. I'd just like to um, essentially say my thoughts um, to everyone involved in the situation, to Adam's family, um, as well as uh, his teammates um, and to the the players on the other team, on the Sheffield Steelers who were involved. So the Nottingham Panthers and the Sheffield Steelers were playing, for those of you who don't know, unfortunately... Uh, Adam, Adam's neck was cut by a skate, and he sadly passed away. Uh, and um, it's uh, it's it's a complete tragic event, and it's taken a lot out of the hockey community. Um, I think a lot of people are questioning whether they want to continue playing, and there's people who are questioning um, whether or not they want their children to continue playing. Um, I'm not going to sit here and tell you how you should feel about it. It's not for me to do that. Um, what I do know is it hit me quite hard as a coach about player safety and ensuring players were safe. Um, but also it's just a totally tragic loss and um, it, it is, it's a real real shame for both the player, his family, both teams on the ice, all the fans that were there. Um, I can only... Um, Wish you all the best and I hope everyone's starting to heal um, from what they saw uh, and the teammates are starting to heal. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't know if I, I don't want to dwell on it too much longer because I know some of you that listen to this are listening for rugby takes. Um, some of you just listen because you like my, my voice, which is weird. I'm not sure I like my voice, but um, I just wanted to address that and say that, you know... Um, as a ho- as part of the hockey family, which I feel like I'm part of, um, doing coaching and things, um, we've all, in the main, stood together in this, and I hope we continue to do so, uh, and um, but we'll honour Adam's me- memory by playing well and nice and playing and and trying to be safe in future, uh, or safer in future. Um, you'll never eliminate the risk of injury in any sport, but um. If we can do our best to try and uh, reduce it, uh, then we're doing the right thing. So I, I won't say any more on that. Um, so to get back to, 
I suppose the rest of the podcast. Um, I'll touch first on some rugby stuff, and then I'm going to talk to you talk to you about the Steel Queens, uh, and maybe talk a little bit NHL stuff as uh, NHL NFL stuff, um, and just where we're at at this point in the season, um, and the teams I think might might get to the Super Bowl. Um, so first and foremost, rugby. Uh, obviously, the, the URC started again. Um, so if you're a Glasgow Edinburgh fan, that's exciting, right? Um, well, if you're a Glasgow fan, it might be more exciting if you're an Edinburgh fan. Um, but the uh, let's talk about the World Cup because we need to get that over and done with. Scotland obviously uh, went out in the <laughs> all blaze, no glory in the World Cup. There wasn't any blaze in that last game. Uh, I lied. There is no blaze in that last game. That was utter drivel from start to finish from Scotland. Um, yes, we got two consolation tries, but the brains were completely switched off. I'm not saying any of the players weren't trying, but there was a complete lack of brain power um, in amongst that squad. Why, when you know you get into the Ireland's half, you're you're plugging away. You could you could go five three. I know we lost a try in the first minute. And you're technically behind. You're thirteen points behind based on what we needed to do. You get three points. It psychologically changes the game. You plug away at Ireland's corner. And they stop you and stuff you and you don't score, psychologically they're already winning. Uh, and that's where it all started for me for Scotland. The whole game plan, goodness knows what. And it is one of these ones where there are people who are questioning Tooney and I appreciate that he's the most successful coach in the professional era and all that sort of stuff. And I'm not saying he should go because I can't see we've got a better option. But what I should say is people need, like, how can I put it, people who are questioning him are not completely in the wrong. Um, one of our biggest problems has always been this soft sort of underbelly and this like psychological block whenever we play Ireland, particularly when they've had Johnny Sexton. Now, maybe the next time we play Ireland, we beat them because there's going to be no Johnny Sexton because he's retired. Um, that would be awesome. Um, but I don't see um, where we're getting that mental brain power to, to, to really step up to the next level and... I don't think in my lifetime, right, Scotland are going to win a World Cup. Um, I think I'd be madness to say that I think they can win the World Cup. It's not madness to say that they should be able to win a Six Nations in my lifetime. It is, that's not madness at all. Um, Scotland have the players at the moment that should be able to compete with anyone in the Six Nations. And whether it's even winning the Six Nations without a Grand Slam, they should be able to at least finish second and, and be close to winning a Six Nations, it's it's unbelievable and in order to do that we're going to have to compete with Ireland and that means that we're going to have to get the space between our ears sorted out and start making better decisions Um, in terms of the URC pretty good start for Edinburgh they toughed out a couple of wins Um, Glasgow I think had a reasonable start, poor middle and then the most recent game sorry, reasonable start, poor second game and a really good game um, in Scotston and uh, I actually managed to catch that game. It looked really, really good. Um, I think that uh, Glasgow seemed to have a better mentality than Edinburgh and seemed to be more uh, able to focus. Uh, I think one of the things I noticed about the Glasgow game is maybe just how underrated George Horn is, and he should maybe be. There should maybe be thought to bring in George Horn in um, to, uh, to 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 play for Scotland to start and maybe you know see how he goes because he doesn't seem to get the chance to start and I appreciate he's maybe seen as an impact sub 
Um, but he's so good at running lines. He's so good at like marshalling things and, and keeping the defence honest. I think he's maybe the guy that could could be our, our scrum half. Um, I think Johnny Matthews has got to get more of a shout with Scotland, um, particularly if uh, if Cherry's maybe taking a step back. I, you know, I don't know. Um, but there's a lot of wayward lineups going out. He seems to be not too bad, and he seems to have a nose for the trial, and he's a bit of a poacher. Um, and that is a good thing for Scotland because you need to be able to to sniff out the try line, um, and I think we we could really use him. He's actually quite a good ball handler as well. So I'd like to see Johnny Matthews get more of a shout out, having watched Glasgow. Um, one of the other players I'm gonna say this is a bit controversial, but I think that Luke Crosby is possibly in line to take someone's spot in that starting back row from the Edinburgh side of things. He might be the type of ball carrier that we actually need. He seems to constantly punch people back um, when he's running. He runs hard, straight lines, and he doesn't tend to dance um, so much. Um, he's been play- He played at eight for Edinburgh in the, in the first game because he had to, because there was a, an injury before the game. And I think he was... I thought he was excellent for Edinburgh at eight. And then he played during the Leinster game. Now, unfortunately, the Leinster game was atrocious for most of it so um, it's hard to say how well he done but he did seem to keep everyone honest and he does seem to be quite a good ca- tackler and stuff so I think he could start to push out somebody um, and we'll see We'll see if that happens um, Tooney seems to get his favourites and, and sometimes he doesn't shy away from them and then he does weird Tooney tombola things so we'll see um, and then just to address it I only managed to watch one of the games but uh, I, um, I'm really pleased that the Scottish women's rugby team won the, uh, the uh, what was it called? The WXV, I think was the right title too. Um, they can't get promoted into the one because they, they're not doing promotion and relegation for a couple of years. Um, but they went and um, they beat USA, who I know they've struggled with in the past. Um, they've beaten South Africa um, and Japan, and I think that's excellent. I think it's great to see that the women's team are now starting to get to the point where they're beating teams that they probably should. And we'll see, I'm not saying they're going to compete with England for a while, but we'll see um, if they start getting a bit more uh, competitive in the Six Nations as well. And I think that's the positive. We can't just sit here and talk crow about the negative of how bad the men's team done and not talk about how positive the situation is for the women's game. And it's a growing part of rugby. Um, and it's quite good to see the statistics that the women's game is, is starting to, to catch up with the men's game in terms of participation and stuff. might never be exactly the same, but um, at least people now know there's an option there um, for females to play the game and that it's open and that um, the stigma is less attached to it and all that sort of thing. So... Um, I love it. As someone who coaches a women's team in a different sport, um, I love it. And I'm really, really hopeful that they continue to grow because you can't, you know, I'm not saying that they need to be winners and, and winning grand slams and stuff shortly, but if you can't compete um, and keep teams honest, then you're not going to get the same amount of support. And it seems now that they are capable of at least keeping teams honest um, that are above them and also beating teams, you know, like USA and stuff who traditionally have defeated them before so really really pleased about that um and i'm i'm super super chuffed uh having watched the 
the South Africa game, I really enjoyed it. The other two games were unfortunately while I was at work, so I didn't get to see those. But seeing the South Africa game, I really enjoyed it. Um, some of the hands and some of the footwork from from the backs were were top notch, and it was great. It was great. It was some great tries in the game from both teams, actually, and um, from what I saw. So, um, move moving on um, to NFL. NFL season is upon us. My Rams are doing as exactly as I expected, probably slightly better actually, which is weird considering they're under five hundred. Um, but um, the teams that uh, I obviously you've got the the top teams that are like you know right now the the, the Chiefs are normally a top team, but they they they're struggling. I've got a hot take that I think the Miami Dolphins are going to make the the Super Bowl this year. Um, I think that they've got the juice and they've got the the ability to make the Super Bowl, and I think that's um, that's that's not a given, but I think it's a something. There's a very good chance of of happening um, from the NFC. The NFC is a bit of a weird weird um, conference because there's quality there, obviously in the Eagles and the Forty Niners, um, even the Cowboys, and then there's a uh, there's sort of a lot of what people would describe as also rounds, but the one team I think I'd be remiss if I don't mention is the Detroit Lions. I don't think the Detroit Lions are going to win and get into the Super Bowl. I'd love them to. I think they're just a player or two short of that. Um, possibly a quarterback short, although Goff's been playing fairly well. But certainly, um, maybe a, a, a couple of wide receivers short. Um, like actual game-breaking wide receivers short. Amaran. Amaras and Brown is great, but I don't think he's good enough to to carry the offense on his own. Um, and I think they need maybe one more wide receiver um, to to really put them over the line. But I do think I'm going to say this: I think they're going to have a home playoff game, and I think they're going to win that home playoff game. Um, I think they will probably go out in the uh, divisional round, um, but I think they will they will definitely get to the they'll get to the divisional round, and I think that's a huge that's a huge step up for, for their fans. And I really have a soft spot for him because I like Goff when he played for the Rams. Um, latterly, when he was a Rams player, I was getting annoyed and I was quite glad when he was traded for Stafford and obviously it worked out for the Rams. But um, in terms of Jared Goff, um, I do have a bit of a soft spot for him. I like Dan Campbell because he's passionate and that's how I feel I am sometimes when I'm coaching. Um, but, uh, you know, we'll... Uh, We'll shelf the NFL talk because, to be honest, I've not prepped a lot. I just wanted to kind of touch on it. So, um, to get to, I suppose, the uh, the crux of what I really wanted to say to today when I'm recording, um, you may or may not have noticed that I mentioned that the uh, that I'm going to be using All Blaze No Glory, the podcast setting for doing some Steel Queens podcasts. Now, you're probably wondering who the hell are the Steel Queens? So, the Caledonia Steel Queens are women's ice hockey team. Um, they were started as a women's university ice hockey team um, in 2018 after a couple of taster sessions in 2017. Um, the club has grown and grown and grown. Last year at University Nationals, we had two teams. Um, we won with our A team, our B team finished last. Um, so we sort of bookended the table, uh, as it were. But one of the things about the uh, the team is is um, that it's grown, it's got it's increased female par- participation in the sport. There's girls who are now playing. There's one girl that played for us um, that um, is now playing in the elite league with uh, the Beacons, and she started her hockey career with us. She 
um, started about four or five years ago playing with us and then ended up, in fact, no, it's not even for, yeah, 2019, and ended up playing for Whitley Bay Beacons now, um, who are in the Elite League, which is a top women's league in the UK. Um, so that's, in fact, as far as I'm concerned, um, shows that we've managed to grow players. We've got a mixture of really good players that have played for a long time, um, some players that are sort of start playing with us that are stepping up and being able to play. Um, competitively in, in league games and then we've got some players that are just starting our hockey journey um, I want to try and bring all that on a podcast um, so people know what we're doing people can hear about us um, it's not just going to be loads of Steel Queens propaganda and trying to get you to sponsor us or anything though if you do want to sponsor us, hit me up um, it's going to be talking about the team the spirit with, and it's going to be more player led um, it's not just going to be me, it's going to be um, some of the players talking about things, um, not necessarily just score updates, just talking about their hockey journey, you know, about the about the club, um, but anything else that's going on in women's hockey that they want to talk about, or anything else in their life they want to talk about. But it's going to be it's going to be more for them. Um, I'm going to try and take a back backward step and just curate it so it comes together and obviously goes online. Um, but basically. Uh, it's my biggest passion. Um, I, 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 you know, I love talking about rugby, but coaching the Steel Queens is the in sport the the thing I'm most proud of. Um, and I I want to try and bring that to to a wider audience than just the hockey community. So, if you see it, please give it a try. Um, and you know, you might not have got to this part of the podcast if you're not interested in it. So I should have maybe started with that. But please try and give it a try you know, um, see if you like it, it might be something new for you, um, all our games are free if you ever want to come and watch a game as well, um, in fact women's ice hockey in general is free um, across the country, so if you live in Solway, there's a thing they charge for any games, so go and check out them, make sure you look up Solway Sharp Ladies, they've got, you know, um, games on that's mostly Saturdays at four o'clock, um, if you live in sort of the borders, you've got Whitley Bay Beacons that play their games. They're all free to get into. There's 50-50s and stuff, but you don't have to pay anything to go to the games themselves. Um, go and check out a game and see if you like it. Uh, but, you know, I want to bring that to more of an audience. Um, I want the girls to have a platform, to have fun, to to uh, to spread their word because everything goes out in social media about the Steel Queens and stuff um, is most like it's not really getting the stories behind the players and stuff, which I think could be quite interesting because it's a different story to tell that we've not really, we don't really hear about in sport. Um, so by all means, please, please check that out and uh, and listen if if, if you can. Um, I'm not going to talk too much more. I'm just going to say thank you for listening um, and I appreciate that I'm very sporadic with podcasts uh, and there's no motivation to actually subscribe. Um, but if you are listening, thank you for listening to, to me. Uh, ramble on um, and I hope you have an incredible rest of the week weekend whenever you're listening to this um, and uh, thank you so much and I'll be in touch again cheers <laughs>